Hello, Kristen here. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to tell you that the antidote is a thing that's happening. It's a series of monthly gatherings that will help you return to your body and your being over and over again in the face of, you know, 2024, election insanity, climate change, global wars, your own personal stuff, other stuff. It's crazy out there. And it's easy to abandon yourself and freak out. The antidote is for bringing you home to yourself so that you can be safe in your being even when the world outside of you feels objectively unsafe. And because everybody's marketing at you and there's no reason for you to believe me, you can head to jointheantidote.com to grab a free recording of the first session that happened this week so you can feel it instead of thinking about it to see if it's a good match for you. That is jointheantidote.com. Scroll all the way down and you will see a place to pop your email address in and grab the recording. Hello and welcome to episode 18 of That's What She Said, in which we talk all about the cycles that ruled your life and your business and pretty much everything. So I was just on the phone with one of my year-long clients, uh, which we talk every month on the phone, and then we meet up um, twice for sleepovers over the course of the year, just one-on-one, you, me, in a hotel room. Anyway, year-long client, and she was talking about how miserable she felt about all the ways that she's a failure as a human, basically. So she doesn't get enough sleep, she has screens in the bedroom, she eats like shit, uh, she has lots of time to do her work, but she doesn't get it done until right before it's due. And so there are cycles of um, poor sleep and poor diet and no exercise and um, procrastination at work. And I think that we all have those cycles to some extent, but the ways that we beat ourselves up about them are really, really interesting. So I don't want you to think that you're alone and I don't want to embarrass her, so I'm not giving any names or details, but just you're not alone in this. So I was like, tell me more about this. So when it comes to sleeping, she typically sleeps somewhere between five and six hours and she has screens in the bedroom, so she'll shut down laptop and then pick up iPhone and then wander into the bedroom and then look at things and check things and worry about clients and life and all that good stuff for a while. And then eventually she'll fall asleep and then she wakes up at nine and she feeds her cat and she goes about her day and then she feeds her cat again and she keeps going about her day and she doesn't actually eat anything until about 5 p.m. So let's review. She's had no food for eight hours of being awake. She's had not a pretty much no sleep or a lack of sleep, pretty significant, five hours. And she's beating herself up because all she wants to eat is sugar. That's completely natural because her body wants sugar because it doesn't have any energy and it needs energy. That doesn't make you a terrible person. That just means that your body needs regular patterns. So introducing good cycles here can make a bunch of difference. Like if you wake up at the same time every day and you eat regularly, I don't even care what you eat, just eat at the same times every day. And if you aren't stuck in a place where you feed your animals but you don't feed yourself, you're going to see a tremendous difference. As for procrastination, I actually told her maybe you don't have enough work to do. So if you know that the work you have on your plate is gonna take four hours, and you have seven hours ahead of you, of course you're gonna dick around for three hours. That's just the way it is. So instead of being like, oh, I'm terrible, I procrastinate, be like, maybe the solution is that I need more deadlines and that I need to be doing more actual physical activities every day. 
so that that way I'm not like, oh, I have so much time. Oh my gosh. And then I have to rush and catch up. So it might be scheduling them via Google Calendar or a day planner or whatever might help. It might actually be layering in activities. It might be being accountable to someone uh, like me or a coach or a trainer or a friend or whomever. It might be making regular habits. So instead of editing 2,000 photos over the course of three days, you could edit 50 photos a day, every day, and make it part of a sort of ongoing practice. So when it comes to sleeping, going to bed at the same time and waking up at the same time make a tremendous amount of difference to how much you love yourself and how much your family members love you because you're not a fucking nightmare, right? When it comes to eating, the more frequently you eat, the happier your metabolism is going to be. And it's okay if you're like, dude, I can't do all this shit. I cannot go dairy-free, sugar-free, gluten-free, meat-free, happy, whatever the fuck, paleo slash glycemic slash vegan situation. That's okay. What if you just committed to changing one small thing? Like, I'm going to eat when I feed my animals. I'm also going to eat a meal instead of skipping them or running out to get something really quick that's really just kind of coffee and a kind bar or something. When it comes to sugar, recognize that when your body needs energy, it's gonna ask for sugar. And the, the earlier in the morning you eat sugar, the more you're gonna crave it all day long. So what if you didn't add sugar to your coffee? What if you added like a coconut cream sort of creamer? What if you didn't have the Frappuccino and went for just a coffee with a little bit of sugar in it? There are ways to tweak it without it being a really big deal. There are these other cycles that govern your life. There, uh, for the ladies, which is most of you, there's some serious PMS that has to kind of be taken into consideration. You can act like every day you can do the same amount of work and every day you start with the same amount of energy, but you know that's not true. There is probably some sort of a PMS cycle at play, and if you ignore it, it's not going to work out as well for you as if you're like, dude, that's the week that I do less and I focus more on something else, my kids, my pets, my family, my painting, my side projects, uh, my work, maybe you work more intensely, I don't know. But mapping it, like dude, there are apps for that and noting it is super helpful for the way that you work. It's just acknowledging the rhythm of it. Same goes for things like school times. All the moms are like, I'm not getting shit done, ah! Like just plan for, you're not gonna get as much shit done when your kids are home. That's totally their fault, absolutely, but it's also the way of things. You don't have the ability to put them on a bus and ship them off every day like you do when they're in school, and so you're not gonna get as much done. Fine, just acknowledge that. Being honest about the cycles means that you stop blaming yourself for being a quote-unquote terrible person, or lazy, or a procrastinator, or stupid, or terrible, or all the things that you say about yourself because you say your brain is an asshole. Other things that might govern your cycles are holidays. Hello, nobody gets shit done during summer like in the United States. It's just not happening. I could be like, you can meet with me for a dollar and it's normally $700 and people are like, what? Like I'm at the beach, what? Um, it's just not a good time for marketing here in the States. It's just the way of things. So stop fighting it, just acknowledge. Like I won't have people's attention again until Labor Day. And so surprise, things are coming for Labor Day, right? You can also acknowledge that your business has seasons. If you're a florist, you're never gonna make St. Patrick's Day bigger than Valentine's Day. I'm sorry, I love you. I love St. Patrick's Day and green beer as much as the next person, but it's never gonna be as big as Valentine's Day in your business. So you can fight that, you can rail against it and like be like, no, damn it, I'm leprechaun floristry, whatever. 
Or you can just acknowledge that that's the way it is. And actually, you can kind of take a break in the summer because people have flowers at their behest outside or whatever, but you're not as busy at X time as you are at Valentine's Day. Totally cool. Just acknowledge the cycle. It's okay. It doesn't make you a bad person, a bad business owner, or stupid, or procrastinating, or terrible, or awful, or any of the things that you say about yourself. And that last point made Hermione so excited that she just had to jump in and bark, for which I apologize. But there's no controlling her. She's an old, old nutbag of a dog. Okay, so... The other cycle that could be creeping up here is that you count the fun things as wasting time. So you feel like when you're sleeping or you're not doing business or you're not with your kids slash family slash whoever's important to you, that you're quote unquote wasting time. So you're judging fun, your interests, your hobbies, or your downtime as wasting time when actually those things add to the loop of taking care of yourself. So yes, this is about cycles, but it's also about taking care of yourself. When you're strong, when you feel good, you do better work. When you feel like shit, you don't do the work that you're capable of doing, or it takes a lot longer. So all those things that you judge as like, oh, it's just, you know, it's just a little bit of weaving, it's just some knitting, it's just some, you know, I just write that book on the side for fun, it's just my novel, it's just my writing club, it's just, no, don't judge those things as insignificant. The places where you draw life force, where you feel your own vitality and aliveness, when you feel connected to the world, when you feel like you're contributing, when you feel like life is beautiful, when you look out the window and you're like, that is the most beautiful thing I have ever seen. Those are every bit as vital as the parts where you're like, I just fucking made a million dollars, blam. There's a cycle to it. There's a rhythm to it. And when you take care of yourself, it's easier to see how they all fit together, how those rhythms fit in. When I get enough sleep, I'm less likely to just hit the sugar in the morning. If I don't hit the sugar in the morning, I probably don't hit it for lunch either. And if I don't hit it for lunch, I'll probably go ahead and do a little workout, like a little dance routine, you know, like you do in the afternoon. And then I'll probably not crave seven beers and just utter obliteration in the evening. So then the next day, I don't have a hangover and I've gotten enough sleep and see how that cycle perpetuates, right? Versus if I start out just kind of like, I don't care about anything, and I have a bunch of sugar, like, hello, peanut butter pancakes, right? Mmm. And then I'm like, oh, for lunch, I'll just order pizza. And then I don't work out. I feel like a schlub. I watch shitty TV. I get less done during the day. And I'm much more likely to be like, ah, I'm too tired to make dinner. So instead of having my meals in, I eat my meals out or I have them delivered. They're not healthy. They're not good choices. And the cycle starts to spin. So the goal is not to take a 30-day challenge or to revolutionize the way that you blah, 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 blah. The goal is just for a moment to break the cycles that harm your life. And if you're like, I don't have any cycles that harm my life, I want you to ask the people you live with if that's true. And if it is, fucking A, dude. Go listen to a different episode of this because you fucking got this and it's amazing. But if it's not true or if they would take umbrance with your just being like, yeah, totally, I totally got this, then go and do the thing you know you need to do. You can set your alarm for just a little bit later. You can sleep a little more. You can eat something green. You can just eat at a regular time, or you can start eating breakfast, or start eating lunch, or stop eating lunch at your desk, like pick your ass up and go somewhere. You can start doing some yoga for five minutes a day. It doesn't have to be a big deal. I just went a little forego on you. It doesn't have to be a big deal there, okay? 
you can keep track of your amazing and wonderful cycles in your life from a big holistic perspective with PMS and schools and holidays to like the macro level of like the cycle of your day and then acknowledge that it all comes together in this beautiful conglomeration that's you and that self-care is really, really fucking important. So that client from earlier started our conversation with the phrase, I'm not very good at taking care of myself. And I don't think when it comes down to it that many of us entrepreneurs are. So don't feel bad, don't feel alone. You got this, but what's one tweak you can make that changes kind of everything? Like going to the chiropractor and then like, ah, there's that one tweak that makes all of the rest of your back just go and make sense, right? Your spine aligns, you're good to go for a while. What do you need to do next? Cool? So I'm not very good at taking care of myself is the, I don't know anyone that is really. Uh, I think some people are better than others, but it's really, really difficult to offer yourself the same level of love that you offer to the people around you. So go easy on yourself. Tweak your cycles. And when you get back into the rhythm of things, you'll feel one hell of a lot better, dude. Come on now. So from here, uh, there are a few spots left in the Find Your Voice workshop. That is brandcampblog.com slash find-your-voice-workshop. Uh, or just Google that shit, or uh, check me out on Instagram at kelp, and there's a link there in the profile. And uh, if you would like to work with me for the whole year, which I know is crazy intimidating, uh, because that's what I was talking about today with uh, clients, you should feel free to email me, brandcamponline at gmail.com, to talk all about that, and uh, I would be happy to help you uh, take better care of yourself by holding you accountable. Also, I've been listening to the amazing and wonderful Elizabeth Gilbert's podcast, and uh, many of you have emailed me to say, oh my god, I love her so much. I don't know why that is, except that probably I should tell you that Elizabeth Gilbert has a podcast called Magic Lessons, and you should go and listen to it now, because she's a beautiful human being. So go and do that. That's my big plug that makes me no money. There you go. (laughs) I will see you all uh, next week when you honor the rhythms and cycles of your life. And if you feel free to tag me on the Instagram at kcalp, come and play with me. I would love to see you there. Until next time, guys, may you take impeccable care of yourself and as such release your very best work into the world. I will see you soon. Thank you for listening. One more time, The Antidote is a series of monthly gatherings to help you come back to your body, your being, and your breath when it's most likely that you'll self-abandon. The Antidote is the antidote to trying to do everything all alone, all by yourself, while you grow more stressed and you're generally freaking out and telling everyone you're fine while quietly or not so quietly, scream sobbing in a private place between tasks. Let's not do that. Let's try something different. This is a really simple format, one gathering a month on the first Tuesday of the month until the 2024 election. So we're practicing the skills that we will need in November now And we're getting really comfortable with body, breath, and being now. And that's available to you at jointheantidote.com. There's a free recording. You can sign up. You can get more details. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy.